0: Bless God for our choir who's with us this morning. Thank you, choir. There is a word from the Lord as we remain standing to hear the reading of God's holy word. It is printed for you on your morning bulletins and also on the screens that are above. This is the third message of a series of messages that's entitled A Right Now Word. In this series, all summer long, we are going to look At 12 of the parables that Jesus shared with his disciples and with those who followed his ministry. 12 of the parables. This is the third parable and the third message in the series of messages that is called a right now word. How many of you are ready for a right now word? Amen. St. Luke, chapter 15, verses 20 to verse 24 is where the text is found. We're reading this morning from the New International, the NIV translation. Luke 15, beginning at verse 20, concluding at verse 24. Hear the reading of God's holy word. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let us have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. The New Living Translation ends, verse 24 says, and the party began. Amen. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Before you sit down, catch the hands of someone that is standing next to you as we bless the subject for this third message in the series into someone's spirit hold those hands squeeze those hands subject is lifted directly from the 20th verse look at someone and say still a long way off amen still a long way off you may be seated in the presence of the lord still a long way off. (laughs) Some of you know you are still a long way off. Amen, somebody? Listen, perhaps most of us at some point in all of our lives, we have made the mistake to think that what the world has to offer us is so much more than anything that the Lord can do for us. We often think that the green is gra- the grass is greener on the other side. We often think that it is so much better over there rather than where I am. That they seem to be having more fun. They are more successful. My opportunities could be greater if I was not held down By my beliefs or the foundation that I grew up with. Listen, our adversary, who is the devil, is a master deceiver. Look at somebody and say, master deceiver. For his ultimate goal is to somehow convince people of faith to walk away from the promises of God. He is such a deceiver that his job is to convince us to to live a life of rebellion, to live a life of disobedience, to live a life in which we go contrary to God's will for our own lives. That is the ultimate goal of the enemy, to deceive us. What he does not tell you is this. A life of rebellion, a life of disobedience, only leads to a life of misery, a life of disappointment. If you want to see a miserable soul, you look at someone who's going against the will of God for their lives. There is not enough liquor in the world you can drink. That can take that away. Not enough dope and drugs or whatever you use, promiscuity, nothing you can do can take away the misery of going against God's will for your life. You can cover it up, but sooner or later it wears off and you still have to deal with I am not walking in my divine. Purpose I am not doing what God has for me. It leads to disappointments. We need to remember this about our adversary, Satan, the devil. I just want you to know who He is. The adversary is not the person you work with. It is not someone who you think is getting on your nerve or someone who's out to get you, but the devil is your enemy. Tell somebody the devil is your enemy. And this is what we need to remember about the devil. Everything he tells you is a lie. Am I right about it? Now let me say that again. Everything the enemy tells you, the devil tells you, is a lie. Lying is his nature. In fact, the Bible says, and he is, quote, the father of lies, unquote. So the devil is a liar, gospel writers say, and a deceiver too. Anybody know that? Yes, he is. And, and, and if there's one thing he wants you to do, he wants you to walk away from the promises of God that God has made about your life because oftentimes we are so impatient, we cannot wait until God's promises are manifested we want them right now and we listen to the naysayers. we listen to the chatter in our ears from the enemy that tells you you ought to be doing better than you are you ought to be further along than what you are he has not just begun this he he started this from the beginning with Adam and Eve when he said to Eve that God has not been fair with you. You will not surely die if you eat off the tree that God has prohibited you from eating off. The devil is a liar. He is a deceiver. How many people the enemy has said, leave the church, leave God, and everything is going to be all right. I've never seen anybody who turned their back on God And began to do better. They look worse; look twenty years older. You ever seen folk that used to be in God? Then you see them. You say, "Man, what 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 happened to you?" We we went to school together. We grew up together, and they look like they've aged triple time. Satan doesn't tell you that. He doesn't tell you that it will not last. But here is the good news: if we make the mistake and allow the enemy to convince us to walk away from God's plan for our life. Or if you know someone who has been convinced to walk away from God's plan for their lives. The good news is this, we have a loving Father. Ooh, I want to say it again on this Father's Day. We have a loving Father who will never, ever give up on us, no matter what. Listen to what Jeremiah writes in the book of Lamentations. He writes, It is of the Lord's mercies that we have not been consumed. His compassion faileth not. It is renewed every morning. Great is. Thy faithfulness, David writes in Psalms 124, If it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. goes on to write in Psalms 23, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I don't know about you, but I am so happy to know that even when we have walked out on the Lord, He has never given up on us. Aren't you glad about it? Come on and clap those hands and give the Lord some praise. And listen, even when we give up on other people, God refuses to give up on them. God said, that may be your position, but that is not my position. Because the truth of the matter is, there have been times in all of our lives in which God should have just thrown the tower in on us. We've made so many mistakes, I'm not even talking about the one that everybody knows about. I'm talking about those unseen mistakes, those, those mistakes that you made that you thought no one even knew about it. God says, I know your downsettings and your uprisings. I know your thoughts are far off and God has never given up on us. The only reason you are still here sitting up in church On a Sunday morning is because God has been good to you and his unconditional love faileth not. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Aren't you glad to know that God hasn't given up on you? Uh, Even some of you, perhaps your family members have given up on you. Some of you, folk have written you off and said you're not even worthy of God's salvation. But the devil is a liar. Let me say that again. The devil is a liar. God loves everybody. Message number one in the series is everyone matters to the Lord. I am so glad that one of the reasons we are still standing today is that God did not give up on us. Let us, if you will, turn to our text. As we look at this very sacred text, this third parable of our series, let us examine what it says to us about a loving father who refuses to give up on his son. This particular parable, this third parable, not only in our series, But the third parable that is found in Luke chapter 15, this parable that continues the narrative that Jesus introduced in Luke 15 and 1, dealing with lost and found. This parable uh, has some things in common with the other two parables. The first parable was Luke 15, verse 1 through verse 10, in which he dealt with the lost sheep. Second parable was Luke 15 verses 8 through uh, verses 8 through 10. The first one was verse to verse 7. Second was verses 8, 9, and 10. It dealt with the lost coin that was in the house. Now there are some things that are in common with all three of these parables. As we present this text to you, allow us to point out some very strong similarities, some things that they all had in common. Number one is that all three of the parables were spoken by Jesus to religious leaders, these religious leaders who were very critical of Jesus' ministry. Why were they critical of Jesus' ministry? Simply because Jesus ministered to people that they did not like. Jesus ministered to the tax collectors and the prostitutes and uh, the outcasts, the people who they considered low lives. These religious leaders thought that there were some people too bad for God to reach. Yes, yes. Tell somebody the devil is a liar. Oh, have a liar. We haven't strayed very far today. We've got people that even sit among us and worship among us who actually think there are some people beyond saving some of the saddest commentaries you will ever hear are some people who think that some people cannot be redeemed I'm here to tell you that the devil does not know what he is talking about so these religious leaders saw Jesus eating with quote the low lives associating with them and they said to him in verses 1 and 2 of Luke 15 why is he associating with people like that in other words they wondered aloud does he not know that our tradition does not allow these kind of people to interact with religious leaders that's why he came to shake up tradition and so jesus began to tell them three stories three parables the first two that we've covered. He says to them, there was a shepherd who had 100 sheep, one was lost, and he left the 99 to go search for the one. Then he says, there was a woman who had 10 pieces of valuable silver coins. One was lost in the house. She turned the house upside down until she found it. Third, he shares this parable all three of them were loved by their caretakers. The shepherd loved the sheep. The woman loved the coin. The father loved the son. None of them were ever given up, although they were lost. Listen, church, none of them were ever given up on, although they were lost. The shepherd could have said, you know, this sheep is somewhere lost in a dangerous wilderness. I have 99 others. I will count it my loss and move on. But he did not. The woman could have said, "I've got nine more pieces of valuable coin. I don't have time to turn my house upside down to look for one piece that was lost, but she did not. The father could have said that I've got another son at home who has not done any wrong. At least I've got one good son, but he did not. All three were well loved. All three were cherished by his caretaker. Now here's the other similarity. All three, when found, were fully restored and celebrated. They were fully restored. When the shepherd was found, the shepherd found the sheep. He put the sheep on his shoulder and said, come celebrate with me. This is my sheep that was lost, but is now found. When the woman found the coin, she called her neighbors and friends and said, come celebrate with me. This is my valuable coin that was lost, but now found. And as we see in this text, there was great celebration. But here is the heart of the message. Although they had these things in common, what I love about this third parable is this. There were three key things that were different in this parable that did not exist in the other two. And it sets the table for us to look at the Father even from a different perspective. Let me point them out to you. First of all, we know for a fact that this young man in this parable was totally responsible for his own situation. In other words, no one got him lost. No one made him get lost. He was responsible himself. Look at somebody and say, "It it was his fault. See, neither of the other parables point that out. The Bible does not say whether or not the sheep drifted off by itself. It simply said it was lost. We know for a fact that the coin could not have been lost by itself. Someone had to misplace it. Someone had to put it somewhere where it was not supposed to have been. But this young man, what happens when we cause it upon ourselves? What happens when it ceases to be anybody's fault but ours? What happens when your situation was caused totally by you? This young man could not blame anybody. It was his fault. Jesus in these three parables wanted them to know that even when it's your fault, I still love you. Oh, good God Almighty. Even when it's your fault, even... When you made the decision, yes, yes. I will never give up on you. Let's get this one observation. Because of this young man's selfish attitude, he demanded something of his father, brother IS, that wasn't even his. How do you go to your daddy and say, give me what I have earned? Give me what's... I said to the church earlier this morning, his daddy should have said, okay everything you earned everything you worked for you can have he would have left with may I preach he would have left with I need you to help me view this from a spiritual perspective touch somebody and say everything belonged to the father nothing nothing the Robert belonged to the Son. Isn't it just like us that when God blesses us with his stuff, we began to take credit and think it's our stuff when in fact it never did belong to us? It so his selfish attitude demanded something that was not his. Here's what the text says: and the father divided his property with his sons his property everything you ever got came from the lord every degree on your wall was because god gave you the capacity to understand complex information every piece of clothes in your closet came from the lord Every piece of food that ever goes in your mouth is because God has been good to you. Somebody got the point. Every step you make is because God orders your steps. Every driveway you park your car in is because God gave you that. Everything you have Every job you ever work is because God made a way. I need to preach to somebody who thinks it's your stuff. Help me tell somebody, baby, it ain't your stuff. But pastor, I work hard. I I, I work day and night for it. The earth is the Lord's and the food is there what if you did not have the capacity to get up one morning to go to work then how would you get it God breathed the breath of life in your body and gave you the strength to dress yourself and drive yourself and Go to the job that you have, and God gave it to you. When you understand that it was God who made everything I have possible, then you would realize everything I have is because God has been good to me. I need somebody that, no, you didn't deserve it. No, it's not your stuff. Come on and get on the devil's nerve just for a little while. Somebody clap your hands and give the Lord a praise. Shake your neighbor's hand and say, neighbor, it ain't your stuff. Excuse the grammar. Uh -uh. Pastor Bradley, it upsets me when people finally move to the other side of the track. It upsets me when people finally arrive in a place that they always dream of and when they think look what I've done look at my achievements every now and then you ought to just slap yourself and say if God had not been good to me where would I be? if it had not been for the Lord I don't care where you end up it's a good place for a praise break I I don't care where you are. It's a good time to give God a praise. Woo! It's not your stuff. It's the father's stuff. Chip, the son had not done anything to earn it. An inheritance... Is what somebody else leaves you. Come on, somebody. It's not what you work your fingers to the bone. It is what somebody else leaves you. And the text said he asked for an inheritance. Here's the other thing. Because of his insensitivity, he never considered the hurt and the pain of his actions on his father and other members of his family. Greed is a horrible thing. Selfishness is a horrible thing. Most selfish, egotistical people never think of the hurt and the pain they cause others, even people they love. Ooh, I'm preaching to somebody right now. You never think about what your actions would do to somebody else that you love. Why? Because you only think of your self. Preach, Pastor Jackson. They are greedy, selfish people who think it's all about them. And they hurt the very people they love and do not think twice on it. Ah, what a a horrible attitude this young man had. Here's the second distinction of this parable from the first two. Second one is this. This young man was lost Listen to this in a place he chose to be. The sheep was lost in the wilderness. The shepherd had to lead the sheep through the wilderness. Sheep was lost in the wilderness, did not choose to go there. it was led there. The corn was lost in a house. I'm going somewhere that somebody else placed it. But this young man chose to go to what the texts call a distant country. He chose to leave a place of familiarity and venture to a place of danger. Oftentimes we look across the fence and we think that it's so much better over there. And now with his daddy's stuff, <laughs> he's going as far away from his daddy that he can go to He goes to a distant land, a land that he chose for himself. And the Bible says this, and he wasted his inheritance on wild living. Because what he did not figure out was one day daddy's money is going to run out. And when all of your life you never had to work, you don't know how to earn your own money. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody now. I said to the church earlier, thank God for Bishop Jackson and others who made me work, who made me go with Deacon uh, Lloyd and and, and roll a wheelbarrow. He said, son, you're going to learn how to make your own money because daddy may have and mama may have, but God bless the child that knows how to get his own. Some of you ruin your family members. am I right about it? That is money don't last forever. So he goes to a foreign land, Elder Van Ellis, and that is money run out. And those who he mistakenly called his friends because of their association with him when he had stuff walked out. I need to drop a word in your spirit. Look at somebody and say, every association is not a friendship. Let me say that again. Every association is not a friendship. Beware of folk that do not know the difference between an association and a friendship. Because when that which you associate with run out, then you have no relationship. But a friendship is with you through thick and thin. When you're broke and when you got money. When you're on top and when you're down and out. Stop calling folk your friend. Just because they're associated with you. Daddy money runs out. The associations end. What happened to all the friends you spent your money on? You would think there would be somebody say, man, I remember you took care of me. But folk are not like that. There's some witness, there's some folk in here that just want to raise your hand and holler, say, Pastor, you are talking about me because you've had some people that hurt you and you spent everything you had on them. And when you needed something, they were nowhere to be, there were nowhere to be found. May I preach? Should I preach? Can I preach? country of his own choosing. Associations that he chose in a place where he went on his own. And here's what the text says, and a famine hit a distant land. The environment changed. Sometimes the brook dries up. Sometimes what you were depending on is no longer there. And since he didn't know how to earn it for himself, he was in trouble. Money was gone. Friends were gone. The Bible said he sold himself. He rented himself to a foreigner in a foreign land. And the man gave this Jewish young man a job that he detested told him to go feed his swine do something that is against your nature do something that you your faith does not even allow you to associate with swines but when you sink in the gutter you'll find yourself doing things you never would have done before I'm preaching to somebody who's in the gutter because of your own choices and when you find yourself in a gutter here you are stuck in a pig pen, in a foreign land, And here's what the text says, and he had nothing to eat. And I often used to think that the young man ate the pig's food, but verse 16 does not say that. It tells us he desired food that the pigs ate, and nobody gave it to him. How bad can you get when the pigs live better than you? Things will change. Tell somebody things will change. Sometimes we think it's gonna be this way always, but when you walk away from your promise, things will change. He's a long ways from home, and here he is in the gutter, desiring what the pigs would eat, and nobody would give him anything. But the Bible says in the NIV translation, buddy came to his senses. Oh, it's a good thing when you come to your senses. How many of you ever came to your senses? Sometimes it takes you hitting rock bottom, but thank God for rock bottom because rock bottom saved your life. Is there anybody in here? Because you hit rock bottom, it saved your life. It saved your life. And when he came to his senses, this young man realized, look at me. I used to be royalty. I used to be blessed. But here I am in the gutter in a pig pen doing things that's against my nature. How many folk in my daddy's house are hired servants that are better off than me? I will go to my father. First thing he had to do is say, I will get up. Tell somebody the first step to recovery is that you got to get up. You can't keep wallowing with your friends, smoking blood, saying, I'm going to get it together one day. You can't still be drunk every night, say, one day I'm going to get up. But you got to turn it loose and get up. Look at somebody and say, get up. Stop fooling yourself. You are not getting it together when you're still down in the gutter. Getting it together means getting yourself up. Amen. It may take you a while to get back to where you came from, but at least you are taking a step in the right direction. You can't do what you've been doing all your life and think that you're going to get a different result. Somebody shout, get up. I'm preaching to somebody. Get up he said, I'll go back home. And here's the part that I like. Unlike the shepherd or the woman who lost the coin, I want to show you something. This father did not go searching for this young man. I need to teach you something. This father did not leave his property, but he did look for him. The difference between searching and looking for him is that looking for him means I expect him to come back. I need to just preach to some parents that every morning you expect your child to come back. It may not happen today or tomorrow, but you are looking for them to come back. Why? Because you train up a child when they're young and when they go, oh, it will not depart. They may depart from your place, but they will never depart from your teaching. May I preach? Who am I preaching to? There's some folk right here every day you're looking for Searching means I'll go where he is to get him back. But the father, unlike the shepherd, the shepherd went in the wilderness to search for the sheep. The woman in the house turned the house upside down, looked under the couch to search for the coin. But this father says, I'm going to just wait and look. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Oh, can I see some folk that are still waiting? The devil is a liar. It didn't happen last month. It did not happen last week. But you've not given up on him. You are declaring and decreeing that I'm waiting on something to happen. So this father looks for him. And he is where the subject is found. So one morning, he wakes up and does perhaps what he has done every morning. Is this the day? And here's what the text says. He saw him coming. Still a long way off. Now, it's one thing to see somebody coming when they're up on you. And in order to see someone coming a long way off, you've got to be looking for them. Can I get a witness? Out far from home, on his way home, even when the son did not recognize it was the daddy, the daddy recognized it was the son. And even when you didn't recognize it was God looking for you, God was still looking for you. Even when you were on your way trying to get back. He saw you. Tell somebody he saw you. Still a long way off. A long way off. And the Bible says when he saw the image of his son. On his way home, the father ran to his son. And before the son could open his mouth, the father embraced him and restored him. Put his arms around him. Hugged him. Before the son could repent, the father had already accepted him back. Before the son could say, I've sinned before heaven and you. The father had already restored him back. And then here's what the father, he restored him. He said, put a ring on his finger. The ring represented the family. Touch somebody and say, God welcome you back to the family. The father welcomed the son back to the family. Servants don't wear rings. Sons and daughters wear rings. Look at God welcomes him back to the family. Put a ring on his finger, put a robe on his back, put shoes on his feet. Kill the fattened calf. We're gonna celebrate because this is my son that was lost, but now he's found. New Living Translation say, let the party begin. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, God celebrating your return. He did not analyze him. He did not rebuke him. He did not punish him. But he restored him and celebrate him. Too often we are too busy punishing people when we ought to be restoring people. I'm so glad that the Father restored me. Stand to your feet all over this place and say, Lord, I thank you. Come on in, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. him. Find you somebody, put your arms around it, say thank God almighty, he never gave up on me. I'm so glad, I'm so glad that when I messed up, come on Zion. I'm so glad. Now listen, listen. As you stand to your feet, we've done this all month. This is going to take some boldness and some courage. stand to your feet. somebody in here right now, and you've drifted far from where you should be. And it really doesn't matter what people think about you. Because the fact of the matter, when you find yourself in the gutter, there's no dignity in the gutter. You've got to say to the Lord, here I am, Lord. I need you to take me back. I need you to look at, draw me close to you, Lord. If you're in this place right now, the good news is the Father sees you. Still a long way off. You don't have to be where you're going to be. You just have to be on your way back to where you want to be. Let me say that again. In fact, I need you to help me say that to somebody. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, you don't have to be where you're going to be. You just have to be on your way back to where God wants you to be. I need somebody right now in the midst of 2,500 people in this sanctuary. You are bold enough to walk down those aisles and say, draw me close to you. Here I am, Father. Draw me close to you. It hasn't been easy, but I need to come back. I need something from the Lord right now. I need God. Thank you, young lady. Come on, by the way. Clap your hands. Others are coming right now. Others are coming right now. Come on. Draw me close to you. That's right it takes boldness to do what you did somebody else it starts today there's another young lady coming over here come on there's a young man coming right now celebrate come on i lay it all i lay it all somebody else is coming right now yeah come on down. that's right hear you say Thank you, young man. Walking down the aisle. Thank you, young lady. Somebody else is coming. Draw me close. Come on. You are. my Thank you. Somebody else is coming. Clap those hands, by the way. No one else will do. Others are coming right now. Come on. Every every time you see somebody come, you clap those hands. Clap it like you've never clapped before. Give God a hand. To sing Tommy, sing your song. The yeah. of your embrace. Come on, God is calling. God is drawing you. Help me find, find my way. The Father's love draws you. Help me find my way, Lord. Bring me back to you. This young man is coming. Don't let him come by himself. Come on. Somebody, where my preachers get in the hourway. Meet him. Meet them. Come on. will be done. Others are coming right now. Look at all of these young people. That's right, come on. Someone else, he's calling you. The Father is looking for you. There's somebody on the balcony. God told me to wait on you to come down those stairs. Come on. Come on, leave your seat and walk down the stairs. God will turn your life around. I've seen you work. Come on. Thank you, young man. Come on, give and God a hand. Thank you,
1: young I see lady. I'll you And I want, you to work in I want you to work in me. Look at that young man and over there. Others are.
0: i seen see you see work. work in others,
1: yeah.
0: Come on, the Father is looking for you. Me. The Father is looking for you right now. That's I've seen it. you heal, see you through heal through the sick.
1: Come on, stand right here. And I want somebody you else want you me. to work in me. Come on, be here. Yeah, yeah. It's alright, baby. He hey. And yeah. I want God. you to work in me. Somebody else, come work. on, leave your yeah. seat. Look at these young
0: people. These are young people. Others are coming. Look at this young lady walking down the aisle right now. Come on. God is calling somebody else right now. Come on. Come on. God is calling calling you. I've seen you me. This is your day. God is calling you. Look at this young man walking down the aisles right now. Come on, I've seen you work. work, It's all right, brother. It's all right, young man. Come on, lift those hands. i see you you work. Maybe there's somebody else. Listen, listen. The journey starts when he came to his senses when he came to himself the King James says the NIV says he came to his senses the journey starts when you realize that where you've ended up is not where God wants you to be now if you're content where you are right now if you're content having your life sparrow out of control the gutter is not your destination alcoholism is not your destination drug addiction is not your destination God's calling you for something greater and I don't know who God is dealing with right now but I sense in my spirit that there's somebody else before we take them next door and we're taking them in the sanctuary please don't take them all the way to the little church amen. make room in the sanctuary somewhere just tell them to make room for them somewhere come on is there somebody else right now wherever you are Wherever you I've seen them work. Come on, tell them Tommy again.
1: And I want you to
0: work somebody your your life your life your life is being challenged. Your life is being challenged right now. God says I'm doing it for you. Come on. Leave your seat right. I've seen you work. Come on. God is calling you right now. Somebody else. Watch God. Thank you, young lady. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for see bringing her down. And Clap your, your hands, Bible the way. And I it's all right. And I want you, I want you, work
1: want you to work in me. Yeah, yeah. See your others. You work. It me. It's all right. The devil meant it for evil,
0: but God meant it for good. Clap those hands, God bless you. I seen your work. And I want you to work in me. Look at yeah. God. I've yeah, seen you. Yeah, God bless yeah. you. Amen. As we turn them around, walk down those aisles right now. As we follow them, everybody turn around and go this way. We're going to minister to them right world now. World. Come on. I, I, I take them somewhere, man. Yeah. Not outside, amen. Yeah, i see seen yeah, you. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Come I on, by the hands Look at all of these souls, the right? Look at God. Look at you Come work, on.
1: I want you to work. I want you to work in
0: me. I've seen you work. Woo, do it, Lord. I want you to work, <laughs> in, you me. To
1: work yeah. in me. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, seen you work. work in and I want you, work and in I want you
0: to work in me. Come seen on, somebody. i will see you. Do it, you. In uh, do it Lord. I do somebody say do it Lord work in me work in me, work in me. Yeah,
1: on, yeah,
0: anybody that see, needs prayer maybe you're praying for somebody who's not here right now come work. on and stand at the altar right yeah. now come on right yeah, now yeah, i see seen your work, work in others,
1: in others. And I want you to work in I'm me right now
0: restore yeah, restore restore God's restoring right now God's restoring right now come on come on restore restore your son restore your daughter restore your grandchild restore right now do
1: it lord want you to work want you to work come on right now i see you you to work want you to work Ooh. And I want
0: you to work in me. Come on. Come on. Come on. Ooh. That's right. We're getting ready to touch and agree and say the enemy cannot have anybody in your family. The enemy cannot have anyone in your family. Amen. We're getting ready on this Father's Day to touch and agree to say it's already done. I've seen your work. Come on. That's right. Want Come on. Work. I want
1: you to work. Come on. Oh, yeah. See you working. Work I yeah, yeah. want you to work. And I want you to work
0: in me. Listen, the first step to recovery, the first step to restoration is the recognition that where you are, is not where you belong amen where you are is not where you belong where your child is is not where they belong and some of them may not even be in this church some of them may not even be in the city but we are touching and agreeing right now that wherever they are The grace and mercy of God will find them wherever they are right now. Right now, somebody, somebody shout right now, Lord. Right now, for he sees him still a long way off. The son was nowhere close to the house when the father saw him. The reason the father saw him was because he looked for him. I'm here to tell you that our Heavenly Father is looking for them. He will restore them. Put your arms around somebody's shoulders. Lord, we thank you to those of you that are listening by way of radio, to those of you that are viewing by way of internet. We touch and agree that where they are is not where they belong. The pig pen is not where your child belongs. The gutter is not where they belong. We are touching and agreeing right now that something supernatural is about to happen within the next seven days. I prophesize over this audience. I put it in the atmosphere that said God is about to do something. Thank you, Lord. You are about to do something supernatural. We thank you. We bless you we count it done thank you Lord for what you're doing thank you Lord for allowing us to come to our senses to come to ourselves and realize that where I have ended up is not where I belong Lord we declare and decree somebody's leaving the gutter someone's leaving the pig pen somebody's leaving addiction Somebody's leaving alcoholism. Somebody is leaving the place where you don't want them to be. They're on their way back. And we celebrate in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on in. Put your arms around somebody. Tell them the Lord's looking for you. Come on, I want you to work. Come on. Come on right now. I see, see, you, work word. Others, I see you work. Come on and, and clap those hands.
1: To work in me.
0: Come on, to work on and clap those hands. Me. Look at what see the Lord I is. I see you. Do it, Lord.
1: I see you. Come on. Restore them, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. See how you're working on this sweet I want to do it be right, looked right looked now so. you. Yeah. Right See now, right working now, working Lord right. Yeah. Have you way Lord?
0: Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forevermore. And the church said, amen. Find somebody, put your arms around them, say, the Father is looking for you. Say, he sees you a long way off. You don't have to be close by. He sees you. Thank you so much. See you on Tuesday night. Come on again. Come on, clap those hands and give God a hand of pray. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. And I want you to work.
1: See you work in others. And I want you to work in me. Yeah. I want you to work, in me, seeing how you heal through others. I want you to work in me. and I want you to work, yeah, seeing how you I want you to work and I want you to work, I want you to work, I want you to work, want you to work, I want you to work, I want you to work, And I want you to work in me. me. Oh I see.